0: Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. When I was a teenager, a buddy of mine and I would get up early, three or four days a week, grab our fishing poles and some bait, and head out to a friend's dock where we'd spend a few hours catching panfish and bass while trying to reel in a Whopper Northern. And that usually ended up being a smallish but none too happy bullhead. When I went away to college, though, a lot of my more outdoorsy activities faded into the background. And I can't help but wonder, though, if there isn't something that I've lost there. Some way of connecting with others, with creation, and with the Creator Himself. Here to talk about how we might connect our faith life and life outdoors is Dave Herbacek, photographer and writer for The Catholic Spirit. Dave, welcome back to the program. Great to be here. You're an outdoorsman, Dave. What are some of your passions as of late?
1: Well, I started actually fishing with my dad and my four brothers growing up. I think I did it as early as five years old. I remember we'd go to a resort. We'd go fishing there. We'd go fishing on a lake just on the outskirts of town in Litchfield, Minnesota, west of the Twin Cities, and then my dad took a squirrel hunting, and that kind of evolved we started wild turkey hunting in the early 80s. And I did that when I was in college with my dad and brothers. And then eventually I started deer hunting. And today I continue to hunt wild turkeys and I hunt deer during the firearm season. And now the archery season, which is something I've done for about the last 10 years. And I really, really enjoy it. So the archery season is just around the corner in September. So I'm already excited. And I've been pulling my equipment out and getting ready to go so it's um it's coming right up and i just can't wait
0: so just in helping us to understand and appreciate a little bit more of the i don't know the mystique of being part of the archery season and tell us some of the things that you really enjoy about it what what actually is something that that engages you when you're out in the great outdoors uh say hunting deer
1: Well, first and foremost, Patrick, it's all about being in nature and God created this wonderful natural world that we live in. And it's just nice to get out of the city, out of the concrete jungle, if you will, and get out into the outdoors and the beautiful world that God created. So first and foremost, it's being there. But second of all is the supreme challenge because as you can probably imagine, archery deer hunting is quite challenging. I started in about 2011 using a compound bow. I've since switched over to a crossbow. I'm 60 years old and you can hunt with a crossbow in Minnesota when you're 60. And because of shoulder problems and so forth, it's a little bit easier, but it's still challenging because you have to get close to a deer. I, I like to get within 30 yards. and. So to be able to do that is challenging. And then when that animal is close to you, you have a sense of awe and wonder. So I find myself often when a deer is coming in, just looking at it and taking in its beauty. And then of course you have to wait for the critical moment to uh, make the shot. And then you have to do the tracking and, and recovery after that. And then of course the fun task is field dressing at the end of it, and then bringing it to a butcher shop that I do. Um, I don't butcher my own. I take them in and then have them uh, butcher the meat and then have some wonderful, organic, free-range red meat to serve to family and friends. So it's a full cycle. I love the whole entire experience, right down to the cooking aspect, because that's one of my favorite parts.
0: Now, there may be some of our listeners who are a little bit more on the queasy side when it comes to hunting, when it comes to you know, taking the life of an animal and what would you say to those who uh, when it comes to humans and animals roles in God's plan for creation?
1: Well, I think the simple answer, Patrick, is just point them to the Bible. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament it's clear that you know, consuming animals is part of human existence all the way back to the beginning. There are multiple stories of people actually sacrificing animals and also consuming them. After Jesus' resurrection, you have him on the shore of, uh, I think it's Lake Galilee or something like that. And he's cooking fish for his disciples. And so I think it's pretty clear that that is a part of our existence. The catechism addresses it. It talks about it's okay to use animals for food, and and of course, people have used animal hides for clothing for thousands of years. We don't do as much of that anymore, but that's been part of our existence as well. So I think it's well documented. I think if you just read the Bible or just listen to Sunday Mass readings, it's going to come up at some point, and I think it's legitimate and part of our human existence. I think What happens is people become disconnected with that, with our urban, you know, surroundings. And we buy our food at the grocery stores, but if you buy ham and turkey and roast beef, guess what, it all comes from animals. But we just don't see that part of the process. The beauty of hunting and fishing is you see the entire process. So you are aware of all that goes into getting your food from the natural environment to your table. So it's actually educational and there are college professors who delve into this much more and and they've told me that the modern day generation is not as connected. I think that's at the heart of where this queasiness and misunderstanding comes from, is just a lack of connection to the outdoors. And so I'd like to see people Recover and restore that connection, so that we don't have to have that conversation and explain to people why it's okay to consume animals because it's it's been a part of life for thousands of years. And my mom grew up on a farm, and they butchered animals. And her dad, she told me, hunted, fished, trapped to put food on the table during the depression. So um, it was much more necessary back then. Mm. But it's still a rewarding part of our life today, and especially for me and my family.
0: Right, and I think that that disconnect is what I was thinking of, and the way that people do not understand, it's fascinating how some, even young people, have been taken into grocery stores and um, and said, well, where does this come from? And they they don't know. Uh, they, they think, well, it comes from here, it comes from the store, and um, it, they don't realize that animals are giving their lives so that... You know, we can enjoy, as you said, a good steak or a good pork chop or whatever it might be. So, in the whole, I, I do think there's there's a lot to appreciate about that, and uh, to to draw us more closely into the way that God has set up this world. And there's a bit of awe and wonder, as you said, as you're watching a deer come in. What other prayerful aspects are going on as you're out there in the tree stand or wherever you might be as you're fishing off the boat or whatever it might be? What, uh, how does this whole experience draw you closer to God?
1: Well, one thing I've thought about a lot in recent years, Patrick, is the whole idea of waiting. If you go back especially to the Old Testament, the Israelites had to wait years in some cases or even decades For God to work and I think we've lost a lot of that sense of what I call waiting upon the Lord and when I'm out in the outdoors whether it be in a boat or in a deer stand or blind inevitably there's a lot of waiting for that animal to come in and so I think there's a there's a very strong spiritual connection to waiting on the Lord and I think that might be one of the strongest ways that I experience God and then you wait and you wait and oftentimes nothing at all happens. And so I might sit in a deer stand. I've sat in a deer stand as long as 10, 12 hours. And when all that time goes by and you don't see or hear anything, you can begin to wonder, well, was anything gonna happen? And then all of a sudden this animal appears. And I remember in 2012, I had an entire season. I did a lot of waiting, had some, deer come in but just didn't put it all together and then the last few minutes of the season in 2012 the firearm season i shot the biggest buck of my life and i i call that the saint hubert buck because my son a few days prior to that day told me about the patron saint of hunters and so i made sure to say a prayer to saint hubert because i hadn't gotten a deer by that point and two days later on the last day of the firearm season with just five minutes left to go this big buck appeared so that was a dramatic example of waiting on the Lord and I think what I feel God does in that situation is help us learn the idea of being patient and waiting on him and I still have to remind myself that waiting is a very important part of the spiritual life and so I think Hunting and fishing have really provided the classroom, if you will, to learn the concept of waiting.
0: Mm. I think that's an excellent point, Dave. Very good. We're speaking with Dave Herbacek, photographer and writer for the Catholic Spirit, about life in the outdoors and how an outdoorsy life can uh, help boost our faith as well. Now, Dave, let's shift. Let's shift gears a little bit. You uh, you also have been a photographer for over 25 years. Many of us who have uh, who read the Catholic Spirit, who have visited the Catholic Spirit online, have seen your work and are very familiar with it.
1: But uh, do you ever photograph nature as well? Oh, gosh, yes, Patrick, I've actually done that longer than I've photographed people and churches for the Catholic spirit. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I actually got my start at a suburban newspaper. And as I started photographing for that paper, I started paying attention to the landscape. And I was fortunate enough at that time to have more time to be able to explore the outdoors. So I would go up north along the North shore and photograph the fall colors near Lake Superior. And another um, experience that I had that I really enjoyed was going to some of the really beautiful national parks. I went to Glacier National Park in Montana several times. I also went to Banff up in Alberta and the mountain scenery was just spectacular. In fact, I still have slides that I shot back in those days because digital was not yet a reality. So the landscape photographers of that era photographed mostly on slide film and it has really, really vivid color rendition. And so that was a lot of fun. And then when I got a digital camera, I continued to shoot scenic landscape photos. Occasionally, if a deer showed up, I'd be able to get some photos of that. Another, thing that I really like to photograph is flowers, whether it be, you know, floral gardens around here or wildflowers out in Montana and some of these uh, national parks. Uh, it It just never gets old when the flowers bloom. It's just really, really fun to take my telephoto lens, zoom in and capture the beauty of these flowers. And the more you zoom in, the more detail you see and of course the more you realize wow there's an artist behind all this and of course we know god created all this and Mm -hmm. when i photograph these flowers and then look at these images later it's just so powerful to see god at work creating all of this and the sense of awe and wonder is just so powerful and i enjoy being able to photograph nature. And then the beauty of digital is that I can just download them on my computer. I can look at the images, scroll through them or I can send them off and make five by seven prints uh, at Walgreens or a local photo lab. And I enjoy it in a different way because of digital but I really do love it. And this conversation is reminding me it's been too long since I've been to uh, Glacier National Park and Banff. I I got to make a, a trip out there in the next couple of years because I'm starting to get that itch to do uh, nature photography again.
0: Certainly do. You can use this as your excuse, Dave. You have my permission to do that. So, whether the instrument be a, a rifle, a shotgun, a fishing pole, or a camera, I think our encouragement and your encouragement, Dave, is to get out there, to place yourself in nature and to recognize, as you said, recognize the artist that is behind
1: it all. That is right. And bring your family. It's a great family uh, activity. And I would encourage, especially dads, lead the way, take your wives, your children out and experience it together. I've done that. And it's a wonderful thing. My kids all appreciate nature, and I'm very glad to have these opportunities. And I would encourage families to get out there and enjoy it together.
0: Great advice. Thank you, Dave, for joining us here on Practicing Catholic. We're excited about uh, you've excited us about getting out there into the great outdoors. And pray that you may have some great luck in this upcoming archery season. God bless you, Dave.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Patrick.
0: Look for articles and photographs by Dave Herbacek and The Catholic Spirit and online at thecatholicspirit.com. Don't go anywhere. Next up, Pat and Kenna Malay tie together the strands of mental health and faith development. We'll be right back.